hey, I'm Shelly, and you usually see me, well, you, you, I guess Zoomers are still seeing me on Zoom, but people in the room are actually seeing me sitting here, and I am covering for Marty tonight. She's real. I am real. I am not AI. Um, so yeah, I just drove across the state. I'm here in Coeur d'Alene working for a couple weeks, so I always, always come to Soul Center when I'm here, so good to see everyone. And so some of you have seen me online since Julia and Lo were on their retreat. And this is really my new, this is a for, new, uh, new, new adventure for me, a new foray into meditating. I've been a part of this practice since maybe January or February of this year. So, and it's uh, just something I can't live without. And um, so I'm just, I'm, I've started about, I've thought about starting my own meeting. So this has been a really cool way to kind of get to, get to know it. I'm kind of digging this fill-in gig though, I gotta say, because I can be here. But what I've generally done um, over the last few meditations is I just really think about things that I've read or come across or watched that have resonated with me as far as my recovery journey has gone and how it, comp it you know, things that complement my Dharma practice. So um, what I thought about for this one, and it's really the last week or so has been filled with lots of impermanence. I've had some friends who have passed. I have had situations, life, you know, life-changing things of, in people's lives adjacent to me and just really made me, you know, I, I've really been impressed upon impermanence and, and how fleeting, you know, life can be and how it can change. So one um, meditation, when, one thing I listened to, it's been a couple of years now, but has, it keeps popping back up is Alan Watts has a um, meditation called Life is Not a Journey. And I've, I've probably heard it, I don't know, 10 times because I just keep going, you know, I go back to it when it c pops across my path. And I'm going to read a little bit from it. And I, I'm going to try not to talk like him because I can just hear his voice in my head. But I'm trying, going to try to talk like myself, not Alan Watts. So with that, um, this is, you know, this is more the pre. This isn't, I'll, I, I will start the meditation. So get in a, you know, get comfortable, of course. But um, I will let you know when, you know, we get to kind of to the more meditation aspect. So <clears throat> Alan Watts, Life is Not a Journey. He says, the existence, the physical universe is basically playful. There is no necess necessity for it whatsoever. It's, it isn't going anywhere. That is to say, it doesn't have some destination that is ought to arrive at. But that it is best understood by the analogy with music. Because music, as an art form, is essentially playful. We say, you play the piano, you don't work the piano. Why? Music differs from, say, travel, when you travel you're trying to get somewhere. In music though, one doesn't make the end of the composi comp composition the point of the composition. If that were so, the best conductors would be those who played the fastest, and there would be composers who only wrote finales. People would go to a concert just to hear one crackling chord because that's the end. Same way with dancing. You don't aim at a particular spot in the room because that's where you will arrive. The whole point of the dancing is the dance. But we don't see that as something brought by our education into our everyday conduct. We have a system of schooling which gives a completely different impression. It's all graded and what we do is put the child into, a into the corridor of this grade system with a kind of, come on kitty kitty, 
and you go on to kindergarten. And that's a great thing because when you finish that, you get into first grade. Then come on, first grade leads to second grade and so on. And then you get out of grade school and you got high school. It's revving up. The thing is coming. Then you're going to college. Then you've got graduate school. And then you're through with graduate school and you go out and join the world. Then you get into some racket while you're what, where you're selling insurance. They've got that quota to make, and you're going to make that. And all the time, that thing is coming. It's coming. It's coming, that great thing, the success you're working for. Then you wake up one day, about 40 years old, and you say, my God, I've arrived. I'm there. And you don't feel very different, different from what you've always felt. Look at the people who live to retire to put those savings away. And then when they're 65, they don't have any energy left. They're more or less impotent. And they go and rot in some old people's senior citizens community because we simply cheated ourselves the whole way down the line. If we thought of life by analogy with a journey, with a pilgrimage, which had a serious purpose at that end, and the thing was to get to that thing at the end, success or whatever it is, or maybe heaven after and you're dead but we missed the point the whole way along. It was a musical thing, and you were supposed to sing or to dance while the music was being played. So, let's begin. Do you have a chime? <laughs> Will you read that last line again, Charlotte? It was a musical thing, and you were supposed to sing or to dance while the music was being played. So, sit in a comfortable but attentive posture, allowing your back to be straight but not rigid or stiff, upright but not uptight, as my friend Ryan always says. Feel your head balanced on your shoulders, Allow your face and jaw to relax with arms and hands resting in a comfortable position. Be attentive to what's happening within your own awareness right here, right now, without judgment. As you sit, begin to notice the sensations of breath. Pay attention for a moment to how your abdomen moves on each in-breath and out-breath, the movement of air through your nostrils, the slight movement of your chest and shoulders. Find the spot in your body where the sensation of breathing is most vivid, whether it be your abdomen, your chest, or your shoulders, or the movement of air through your nostrils. Try to keep attention on that spot. As you breathe in, be aware of the in-breath. As you breathe out, be aware of the out-breath. Simply observe the breath going in and the breath going out. You may notice your attention shifting away from the breath from time to time. <coughs> it's perfectly noted perfectly normal for thoughts to wander into fantasies, memories, worries, or things you need to do. 
When you notice your mind has wandered, try to meet it with a spirit of friendliness. You don't need to do anything about it. There's nothing to fix. Rather than forcing it, just try to allow yourself to become curious about what it's like to be breathing right now. And you'll find that the attention is naturally drawn back to the physical sensations of breath as it moves through your body. Let's take a moment to just take a few deep breaths in. Deep breaths out. What is your destination? Right here, right now, thinking, think about something that you've been wanting to do, a place where you want to go, some destination or goal that you've been holding inside that will indicate you have arrived. It could be tangible like Owning your own home, maybe a new job, meeting that perfect partner, having a baby, traveling the world. Or it could be more intangible, like just feeling of security or safety, making more, you know, having more money and wealth, joy better health. So where are you then? Let's focus on that destination where you've arrived. I'm just going to spend a few minutes just kind of solidifying that in your mind. Some deep breaths. Inhale. Exhale. Now with that destination in mind, what does it look like? Are you comfortable in the sunshine, on a mountain? Where are you? A different house, a different city, a different country? How do you feel? Happy? Relieved? Tired? Grateful? 
And who's around you? Family? Friends? Dog? Cat? And then I think this is key. When are you? When is it? Is it next week? Next year? Is it a five-year plan? Even further? Spend a few minutes there, just breathing. As you think about that place in the future, think about the journey being a straight path, like a big, long, straight road. Like, I just came across the state on 90. It's one of my frequent drives. Usually my destination's either here in Spokane or Coeur d'Alene. Hands on the wheel, foot on the accelerator, noticing the mileposts and the exits, and the on and off ramps, towns, the rest stops, mile after mile, scenery racing by, passing in a blur. Now visualize that same trip with a few detours. On the way back to Coeur d'Alene, um, Coeur d'Alene was my home for 20 years, but I grew up in western Washington, and I'd spend some time in the summer there. And I always, it always seemed to be 60s and raining in Port Angeles, and I just couldn't wait to get back to the east side of the state in, in North Idaho. And I remember one trip. We'd stop. We stopped at the Wild Horses Monument, and it was 90 or 100. It was hot, 100 degrees. And I got out of the car, and just the warm wind just whipped my hair around, and the sun was beaming on my face. And then there was the one time on the way from Idaho over to Washington when my niece was with us. She came to visit often in the when we were in Idaho. We stopped at the Indian John Hill rest stop, and it was a blizzard. It was Christmas time, and the restrooms were closed, so we were huddling in these in the porta potties, and the wind was whipping, almost whipping the doors open. And we, I just remember laughing and laughing, and we were screaming and screeching, and oh my gosh, I can't believe we're doing this, and just those memories. As I was looking, you know, thinking about this meditation, and as I was thinking about my drive across the state, I thought those are two of the most vivid memories I have of this trip back and forth because we got off the freeway and I every time I come through Vantage and every time I hit that rest stop I, re I remember those amazing memories the joy those small detours 
the poetry and music and dance of the moment? What if you could choose between a gray freeway with blurry scenery or wild horses with wind in your hair and sun on your face? What if you had that choice every day to notice, to smell a flower, to stop and listen to a street musician, to linger just a little longer to watch a toddler laugh at a dog on the sidewalk? What if that is the music? or the opportunity to dance when we feel compelled to get to the next place as quickly as possible. Please, please, don't forget to dance. I'm gonna end with a, just a few quotes I found Dance with the present moment. It's the only partner you have in this cosmic ballroom. Like a dance, life is a continuous series of movements and transitions. The beauty of life is in its spontaneity, like an improvisational dance. Dancing through adversity can be the most graceful expression of our humanity. Each moment in life is a unique dance, never to be repeated. In the dance of life, every stumble is an opportunity for a new move. Like a dancer surrendering to music, surrender to the flow of life. The most profound wisdom often comes from the simple realization that life itself is a dance. Take a few more deep breaths. And when you're ready, Welcome back. Gently open your eyes and come back to the room. Thank you. Now we will come to the end with our dedication of merit. In the graceful steps we take, in the rhythms of our hearts, and in the boundless joy found in life's music, we recognize a profound connection between our spiritual journey and the dance of life. As we offer this dedication of merit, let it resonate with the essence of Buddha wisdom. In every mindful breath, every step taken with awareness, we glimpse the profound beauty of the present moment. 
We dedicate the merit of these moments, for they remind us of the beauty that can be found in every instant. In the dance of life, let us celebrate the dance of awakening. May the dedication of merit from our spiritual practice contribute to the peace, wisdom, and liberation of all beings. With profound gratitude and reverence, we offer this dedication to the dance of enlightenment that guides us on the path. Dance on, for in each step we move closer to the truth. Namaste. Namaste.